Alternative Radio. I've always said, like, I, I believe that as a parent, we should all be given, like, a dart, like a blow dart in, 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 in a tube, you know, and once a week, once a week, we get to just go, <laughs> down goes the child, a, and we're just like, free pass. <laughs> we get two hours, we get two hours to do whatever we want, whether it's video games, watch a movie or something, but that kid's out for two hours. Yep. <laughs> as long as it has no long-lasting health effects, I would 100% <laughs> Yep. My kids. <laughs> your kids as long as it doesn't affect them. I don't know. Right. They might get emotionally scarred from their dad blowing darts in their necks. <laughs> they end up with a fucking serious case of Bell's palsy when they get older. How was your weekend, Samantha? I don't know. I went to speak to my dad and I woke up and it was Sunday. <laughs> Daddy, can I? <laughs> I don't know what was on the other end of that question, but I, I, I know I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's when you, you got to save one from one week till the very end and then use the next one the the next day so that way you can just have yeah, two full go. days of course of course then my kid becomes di- addicted to tranquilizers <laughs> and she's like barney barney gumble cracking open the <laughs> cracking him open. cracking open the bear tranquilizer and drinking it sweet dreams smoking oh animal tranquilizer uh, oh <laughs> this is good shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them kids, right? Fuck them kids. Already <laughs> off the rails. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm Beard Brother Dylan. Oh wait, that's not that's not right. This is a different show. How did I get here? By invite only. Oh. Uh, and also <laughs> joining us is good friend of the show and uh, the best patron that we have because he pays the most than anybody else. <laughs> so he's always allowed to jump on the mic and join me when I need him for all things nerdy. It is duty. Um, super duty, brother duty. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, it. you're just a super duty. It's hard to flush. <laughs> I'm a foot long. It's the type. Duty's the type you want to take a picture of before you send it down to the porcelain highway. <laughs> Look, every man, every man has at least taken a photo of one turd, like one proud turd they've done in their life. Honestly, I told Devlin before jumping on video games last night. I was like, "Yeah, uh, I'm I'm taking a shit right now." And when I jumped on, I was like, "It was a foot long." It's one <laughs> of those wanted- words. How does how does that fit inside me? How does that fit inside me? Right. I wanted to take a picture of it and send it to him, and I was like, oh, we're on the Discord chat. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot him a picture of my fucking <laughs> my fucking iceberging." <laughs> it was one of those ones that like icebergs out of the top. You know, it's just ten percent of it is out of the water, completely submerged in water. Yeah. <laughs> How does it not break uh, as well, though? When you take a big turd, sometimes they just like it loses it loses uh, matter and just starts to fall apart. It's not structurally sound, right? Yeah, it's it's a little bit more viscous. You know, it doesn't stay together. But indeed, it's, it's anyway. one of the it's one of the shit weasels from Dreamcatcher. It's trying to get out of the bowl. Now we're like that podcast that used to uh, that used to be on the same chats as me and Duty, the Poopcast or whatever it was, where they literally <laughs> talked about poop like just every dumps. single episode. 
<laughs> so uh, we got a we got a great episode for you guys. I think I don't know. You be the judge of that. Uh, but we are going to be doing a brief what are you watching, and then we're going to get into a trailer park, two trailer park breakdowns for Star Wars Visions and <clears throat> Marvel's What If, two animated series that are coming late summer to Disney Plus, and then Duty's going to be sticking around, and him and I are going to be doing our review for Black Widow. So without any further delay, let's get it started with What Are You Watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Diddy, we'll kick it off with you, man. What have you been watching? Anything interesting you've been checking out? Uh, I've been watching Loki. It's fine. I, I don't want to get into it for anyone who uh, for, who hasn't caught up with it, but I'm finding it it's it's fun. It's not good. It's not bad. You're it's, not a fan of any of the Marvel shows. I like no. So I, I liked uh, I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought that. See, uh, so did I. But when I binged it, when I, I so I watched it week to week, and I was like, I love it. I love it, especially that fight between between uh, U.S. agent and uh, and Bucky and Sam. That was an awesome fight. Oh yeah. Um, and I even I even really liked the end, and I loved Sam's speech and everything at the end. Like really solidified him as a Captain America. And then I went and rewatched it. Just binged it all the way through in in one in one day, and I was like, "Not so much. I don't like it this time around. Oh. I don't know what it is." Yeah, so I haven't. I, haven't I liked gone it back week to week better. I gave up after episode three. I, I stopped watching. <laughs> I episode four is where it honestly gets really good. Okay, so maybe I'll get back and finish it. But yeah, uh, Loki. I, I'll reserve most of my thoughts for for when me and Jay do our final uh, final series breakdown for it uh next week so but i find it i, I find it I, I can't believe you're not enjoying loki i mean you love thor so much too and not just like thor the movies like the thor comics and stuff like that he's one of your favorite marvel characters yeah like and don't get me wrong tom hiddleston is still fantastic as the character of loki but just like the story and the direction and stuff they're going with it and it's just like you've you've, you've gone into a not into a niche i would say but you've gone into a it, it, the direction you've gone in and, and the, the surrounding with the TVA and all that sort of stuff like that, I'm like, you're just digging holes. And if when you when you put yourself into a plot, into a hole, and then you just don't find your way out of it, I'm like, I'm done with you. So I understand what you're saying. Like, <laughs> later on down the line, we're, like, because of the TVA's existence and this whole, like, multiple, multiple timelines, and it's like... Almost, you almost feel like none of the deaths that have happened now have any weight because there's multiple variants of them out there, and why aren't we just, you know... Using Doctor Strange and going through a multiverse of madness and just pulling another Black Widow out of her hat or another Tony Stark or another Steve Rogers and just bringing them back into the fight. I mean, they already did it with Gamora. <laughs> well, exactly right. right. Already- that's, that's just going back in time again. And how come that Gamora hasn't been pulled right, up by the It's not a variant. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's just... I, they they quickly yeah. dispelled, dispelled that in the beginning by saying that that was always part of the master timeline. That was always that was all that was always supposed to happen. And the, the way it did, it, it's not necessarily spoilers. We know that that Loki gets captured by the TVA because he's doing something he shouldn't be it's doing. The first and, episode, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, the the big thing for me, and and it's it's just like okay, Loki gets pulled. Don't you dare say anything bad about about Owen Wilson's Mobius. No, 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 no. He's, he's part of the show. He's good. Yeah, no, he's good. Great. He's good. The, the, but the, it was the whole premise of Loki's been taken by the TVA because he shouldn't be doing what he should be doing, but everyone else is supposed to be where they are, right? But I'm sitting there going, well, 
you can't really say that for Captain America because Captain America went back in time and 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 stayed with Peggy Carter. He wouldn't right. have he, he, he did the nasty and the pasty like in yeah. Futurama. Yeah, <laughs> but he wouldn't have necessarily done that if Loki didn't steal the Tesseract and bugger off, forcing them to go back in time further to go get more pin particles and the Tesseract, reminding him or giving him the idea of going back and seeing Peggy Carter. So if Loki no, didn't get everything captured, that happened in Endgame was supposed to happen, uh, except except but, Loki. But like that's the without thing, getting into it, you do figure out later on the TVA is not exactly on the up and up with this whole master timeline yeah, thing. You're just yeah, kind of yeah. like doing whatever the fuck they want anyway. But, so. but since yeah. they told me that, I'm just like, uh, no, I'm not. With, I'm not. I'm not digging this. So they wrote them. They wrote themselves out of the corner that you're complaining that they wrote themselves into. But now you're complaining about the way they wrote themselves out of that corner. <laughs> No, what I'm what I'm complaining about now is just like, well, there's a thousand and one different. I'm not going to get. I can't get necessarily go into spoilers. So I don't want to ruin it for anyone listening. But it's just right, like, yeah. it's it's just with what they're doing with Loki's and all that sort of stuff like that. I'm just like, what's the point? Like, nothing really matters. Really, it's like, yeah, this alligator character can Lo- die. Alligator but then- Loki matters. Alligator Loki matters. Don't you fucking? I think don't you say, say it doesn't. It's getting a little clusterfucky. It, yeah. is, it is getting very clusterfucky because it's like, oh, no, this Loki's dead. But guess what? There's one in a different timeline who didn't die. Fair enough. All right, Dylan, what have you been getting down to watching? Uh, I just checked out a film. Uh, was it 2018, I believe? Uh, a Korean film uh, goes by the name of Burning, uh, started, uh, starring one of our favorites, Stephen Yoon. Uh, Yoon? You have to say it. Yeah, you have to say not, it, though, because I always say Yoon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, kind of a weird movie, man. It's the best way I can describe it. Uh, it's well, you already described it as weird when you said Korean. Yeah, <laughs> touche. Yeah, it, it, in the vein of of uh, God, I can't even think of how to describe it. It's so fucking weird. Right? But, well, uh, is it, is it anything like like the 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 ones that people li- who are listening to the show might know him like, more yeah, from, yeah, like Minari kind of or Parasite? Or, uh, Parasite. A yeah, 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 a little like in the vein of Parasite where. It's you're trying to figure out what's going to happen, like what the hook of the movie is, and you don't find out until about three quarters of the way through. Um, but once it gets to that point, because it's a really, really uh, pun intended slow burn uh, for burning. But uh, overall, it, it gets really good and draws you in, and there's a very satisfying ending to it all. So, I overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, now, is this dubbed or sub subtitles? Nope, I watched it completely in Korean uh, with subtitles. Okay. Yeah, with subtitles. Okay. Yeah. and I know you said it's on Hulu, right? For people to check out. Uh, yeah, Hulu and I, or Hulu or Amazon. If not both. I mean, if it probably wasn't for Minari this year getting a lot of the awards love and buzz and stuff around it, I don't think I don't think anyone would be picking up any of these movies. But um yeah, I'm 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 definitely interested. I know you told Jay to check it out. Uh, yep. so Jay, yeah. Jay said he will be checking it out before the next episode. But let's remember it's subtitled. That's why I asked, because Jay doesn't Ex- read very well. Just <laughs> doesn't read. The Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. Reason at third grade level. Uh, right. but, That's uh, generous. That's generous. Hi, Jay. Never talked to you before. I'm making fun of you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I watched that. Uh, I've been watching season four, uh, the final season of Atypical. Uh, yeah. Not up to par with the rest of it. 
If you I'm sorry me. to hear that because I yeah. love that show, especially because me and too. me and Jay spent a lot of time working with people on the spectrum and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was a show that I understood where this main character was coming from, but I really liked seeing their insight on the world and stuff like that. And I thought it was a fantastic take on it, at least for seasons one, two, and three. So I'm kind of disappointed to hear that season th- season four is just kind of shit in the bed on its and it's its it's its finale too. So yeah, it just it feels very rushed. Um, the it's it's the most basic throwaway dialogue you can think of is <laughs> they were rushed in production i believe because i think they got their cancel notice and they asked whether they could just finish the story and stuff like that and they were probably given a deadline by netflix just to get it done and get it out so it's very yeah, possible i'm sure michael rapaport was too busy starting shit on twitter with kevin durant so he fucking was probably- <laughs> i fucking love michael rapaport man <laughs> he's hard not to man honestly he but, goes uh, on so many golden fucking rants him and him and joe rogan are like the two yep. celebrities who are like just gold at going on rants just getting high and going on like the, the fucking most epic rants that you could ever hear and they make them fucking politically poignant and also super fucking funny i love them yeah and then uh we uh cody's coming over or he is here currently right now presently uh we are going to be watching the new resident evil movie on netflix and uh just released, I believe, last week, uh, digital only. The uh, for fans of anime, the Demon Slayer. What is it, Cody? Train something? Mugen Train. Mugen train. Uh, Demon Slayer running a train. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear your fake synopsis on that. Uh, it's hentai. <laughs> it's called hentai, and it's art. And where can one find out. this particular program? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're going to be checking out both of those tonight, so we're, we're having a little boys movie night, making some popcorn. A little boys night, watching some hentai, some tentacle porn. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awesome. I'm down. Where's my invite? <laughs> hey, man. About yeah, make sure, you, you, make sure you have your own yeah. separate bowl of popcorn leads. <laughs> That's right. He reaches in. He's, he reaches into Cody's bowl of popcorn. Yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> you always do this to me. You're such a joker. <laughs> More butter. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I've been getting down to watching a few things. First things on uh, Disney Plus, I checked out the new series, the Pixar series, Monsters at Work, because oh, I'm yeah. a big Disney whore, Pixar, Pixar whore. And you know what? While the animation is not, it's clearly not as good as like any of the Pixar movies, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, it's still it's still good, right? Like it's still it's still above like most of the of the computer animated series you would see on like network television or any of the cable television shows like Nickelodeon stuff like that. It's far superior to that stuff. Um, but it's it's a new story. You're following a new character, but Mike and Sully are still there, but they're not the main characters. Um, so you're following. A new character. Uh, he he just got out of Monsters University, and he majored in scaring. And he gets hired by by Monsters Inc. He goes into Monsters Inc. And this is just days, maybe weeks after they found out that child laughter is more powerful oh, right. than child screams. So he's no longer useful as a scarer. So they put him in operations. So he's essentially a janitor. <laughs> He's he's a handyman now, and there's a really great part. And and for people who went to college and paid out the fucking nose and still paying out the nose for the whole rest of your life, you're never gonna pay off your check, your your college debt. Uh, he he goes in, and there's there's another character, and she she goes up, she goes, wow, it must be really tough for you, you know, paying all those student loans, knowing that you and I are in the same career position. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I get through that. 
fucking savage and that's the type of stuff i love about pixar where it's like like my daughter watched it with me she's not gonna laugh at that joke but me i fucking cracked up in there for you (laughs) right i laughed through tears because i was like i'm still eighty thousand dollars in debt because i went and got a master's degree so (laughs) i get it (laughs) patreon people pick it up dave needs more money i'm trying <laughs> dude, dude, he's been lifting us up with fifteen dollars for for eighteen months. So. Hey, sixteen between the both of us. All right, there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. So if you're if you're just like a fan of Monsters Inc. or you're a fan of of Pixar and stuff like that, I would like to see Pixar do more of this stuff. I know th- I know we have another series coming out uh, that's going to follow Doug the dog from uh, from Up, and, and Carl Fredrickson will be back. Uh, so I look I look forward to that quick question about that uh you said that they uh sully and uh mike are both in it do billy crystal yes. and john goodman reprise their roles at all yes uh, i believe they both roles. i believe they're both the voices of okay. it yeah. it's not hard to get them to come in to do uh i mean you can do voice audio from celebrities over the phone now yep i mean we're doing we're doing a podcast over some one of us is on a phone (laughs) it's the one that doesn't sound professional (laughs) i like recording duties while i take a duty what can i say (laughs) i was gonna say you did you you did say that disney animation is smashing out with titles like raya and the last dragon raya and the last dragon wasn't good dave but you gotta understand there we're not you're not their target audience neither am i they don't care whether we loved it i have the mental age of five (laughs) <laughs> like like when we went to the store and I was picking out new toothpaste for my daughter, I was just like, "All right, you can get the Minions toothpaste or the Moana toothpaste or like whatever." And she's like, "I want the Raya." Like she loved Raya, and I thought, I thought for like a little girl, Raya was was a nice change of pace. There wasn't songs, there wasn't dancing, there was no love interest. It was it was about a character beating the shit out of people to, to save her world. So now now I have another question: Does the Minions toothpaste taste like bananas? Because if not, what's the point? It yeah. doesn't. They all, they're all bubblegum flavored. Oh, yeah. no, it's going to be bananas. Mm-hmm. It should be. It should be. But it's not. Oh. It should be, but it's not. Uh, and then the final thing that I got down to watching, uh, I'm not going to review it like I did for Fear Street last week, um, but it's it's Fear Street 1978. This is the, the Fear Street Part 2, the sequel to, uh, to 1994. And I liked this one a lot more. A fair bit more, I would say, than than Fear Street 1994. So I gave I gave Fear Street 1994 a B plus. I don't want to give this one a a B a, uh, an A minus because it's like it's not that good. So I'm gonna say it's a B plus, but I think it's more enjoyable. I think as far as like slashers go, it's far more in the vein of like an 80s slasher flick. Was and it was it I, campy? Huh? Huh? Not as campy. It's actually not as campy. Oh, that sucks because it takes place because it's camp. at a camp. I get it. I get it. I got your dad joke. I just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I I really enjoyed this one. I I thought like I thought the kills were a little bit more brutal. Um, and there's just something about setting it in like a summer camp that just makes it feel like '80s slasher. The uh, like, the axe murderer in that one was my favorite character design of all the murderers that they had in the. In well, the first one. Well, 
this is this is his go around. Yep. Uh, so and they and they do a great job of kind of like deepening this story of like the witch. And I, you really can't take these movies as self-contained ones. They they really are doing a great job of making it like they're bookending each of these stories with the main story that we got in '94. So it's going to be um, it'll be interesting to see where they take it for 1666 because I'm not interested in that time period. Uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be anything that I'm interested in, but. You know, we'll see because I only got to wait a week. But did I really they, enjoyed. Did they give the teaser trailer at the end of this one, like they did the first one? I didn't get to. I, I didn't get to stick around to watch it. Like okay. literally, it was over, and I had to jump on and record with y'all. So <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm enjoying it. So if you haven't checked out Fear Street, if you're like, if you're on the fence about it, if you're a horror fan at all, you should be checking it out. If you, if you're not really a horror fan, but you got nothing else to watch on Netflix, by all means, I can tell you 100 percent right now that Duty would hate the Fear Streets. <laughs> I like I like Friday the Thirteenth. I like Nightmare on Elm Street. Don't like Halloween or Scream or Evil Dead. Or yeah, there you go, Evil Dead. That's the most egregious. It's it's fine. It's uh, I understand. Like Evil Dead's like ACDC for me. I understand people love it. I'm glad you love it. It has a place in the horror community and inspired so many things for it. It's just not. And I was shaking at the knees. (laughs) Can I come again, please? You been. Thunderstruck? That pause, man. That pause, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I like ACDC. So. <laughs> Used to be our trailer park music. Speaking of trailer park, let's get the fuck into it right now. We're going to be breaking down the trailers for Star Wars Visions and Marvel What If on this week's Trailer Park. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since choice. God saved the right style. I don't want to flow until I know it at the bass drop. Thanks, Thomas Iannucci, for those sultry beats. Now, we're going to start this trailer park off. I Obviously, the Marvel What If is 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 the meteor of the two. I have I have twice as many notes on that one. <laughs> with, uh, on, on Marvel What If? What if? Yeah. yeah, so do I, so do I. So we're going to get started off, though, with the Star Wars Visions trailer. So Star Wars Visions was announced last year by Kathleen Kennedy uh, during the D23 conference and everything like that. And also uh, during one of those uh, one of those shareholder investor calls. Uh, and they did mention at the time that it was going to be an anime series. So what this is is an anime anthology series. It's going to be nine episodes and seven different anime houses will, will be delivering the, the animation styles to it. So one of the two of them will be doing two episodes each. And it's going to be a total of nine episodes episodes this is non-canonical 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 so and anybody who's going to be upset over that there, there will not be canon for this uh for this series so they wanted to give these these anime studios full reign to tell whatever story they wanted to tell within the star wars universe without it affecting anything else so they could use any character they wanted any timeline that they wanted in any way shape or form that they wanted because this is just meant to be 
just that a showcase of 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 different style of star wars uh and they will all be released all nine episodes will be released on september 22nd so it will not be a weekly series for you to check out beautiful and i don't think anyone on on this call is a huge anime fan even though one of us will be watching two anime films tonight (laughs) yeah i uh i actually i wrote down all nine episodes so i don't know which one's which but I do have the names of those if you want those at some point. Um, but I, I am actually really excited about about this series. Like, thoroughly. so am I. So am I. So we got we got uh, Geno Studio. They are uh, apparently a subsidy of Twin Engine Studio, and they will be doing uh, Lop and Acho or Ocho, and they uh, apparently are a studio that's known for the Golden Camus. Well, did he come or what? Jesus Christ, man! There's just some things you don't talk about in public. And I know nothing about anime, man. No, I've seen no. <laughs> I've seen My Hero Academia, and yep. I've seen Dragon Ball. Yep, like, I've got those it. two. I've got those two. I've watched the first season of Demon Slayer, and I've watched the first two seasons of One Punch. That is yeah, that is the extent I, of my anime knowledge. I've seen One Punch. I've seen Attack on Titan, and back in the day. Gundam Wing was my jam. Oh, like and Sailor Moon. I've seen a good good amount of Sailor Moon. Oh, I'm sorry. I just hung up on Dylan, so um, <laughs> you guys won't hear him anymore. <laughs> Uh, and then we got Studio Colorado, which is another subsidiary of Twin Engine. Uh, they are known for A Whisker Away and Burn the Witch, and they will be doing Tatooine Rhapsody. Now, this one I do know something about. Tatooine Rhapsody is going to be a rock opera. Yep. That was the one I saw. Jeez. He was talking about rock opera, and I kind of made the connection. Like, that's got to be Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah. 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 Which, I, if Jack Black's voice is not in there, just going, rock! <laughs> Then you're not doing rock opera right. <laughs> uh, then we got bullets. <laughs> That's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> uh, then we got Studio Trigger, uh, which uh, is the they are the studio behind Darling and Fran and Fran XX. Uh, look, I'm probably saying these names all wrong. So if you're anime <laughs> fans, and you're like, and you're like, uh, no, that's not what it's called. I'll just be like, English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Keep it going. But they are doing two episodes. They are doing the twins and the elder. And I believe I, when I hear the twins and I think of Star Wars, there's only one thing that comes to mind, and it's not Luke and Leia. It's the Old Republic. It's, it's the, the Old Republic. Yeah. yeah, Old Republic. One of the fucking best trailers. Awesome. Mm-hmm. High Republic, awful. <laughs> well, I mean, like the the Old Republic, like those trailers, like are some of the most cinematic shit yep. that like you've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. I fucking loved those trailers. I didn't even play the game until probably three or four years after it came out, but I watched the ever loving shit out of those Old yeah. Republic trailers. They, they did a better job choreographing the fights in those trailers than they did in any of like the the sequel trilogy. <laughs> the sequel trilogy, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we got Kanema Citrus, uh, which are uh, the studio behind The Rising and Shield Hero. And they are doing the one called The Village Bride. Then we have Science Sura. They are doing two episodes as well. They are doing Akakira and TOB1. And I do know about TOB1. TOB1 is an episode where a little droid uh, has sentience and dreams of one day being a Jedi. That was the one where it was it was a little more cutesy looking. Yes, from the yeah, trailer, very yeah. much so. 
And then uh, Production IG, uh, which is a, a huge anime house. I actually am aware of this of this uh, anime studio because they are behind Ghosts in the Shell. They okay. will be doing the episode The Ninth Jedi. Ooh. But some of the stills are honestly what get me most excited for this. Like we, we get like this panning shot of like the desert and a crashed X-wing, which kind of tells me that that story is going to be probably taking place sometime in and around the sequel trilogy era. Um, but then like we're we're also getting uh what what I what I like is they're they're doing Jedi the way Jedi were being done by George, where it's like robes and a sword. They're they are samurai because mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who's like, I don't want to see Star Wars anime. Like, I don't think that this is that this is good. Uh, you know, it's this is kind of where Star Wars started. Akira Kurosawa. Is, that is exactly uh, what I was going to bring up. Yeah, it, yeah. It, this is where Star Wars, like the the Hidden Fortress, is <laughs> a new hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, that, that, it's, that episode, the one where it's like feudal Japan esque looking is is the one that i'm i'm most excited about and if you're a toy collector like duty you've been you've been seeing japanese influenced toys for a long time because kotobukiya does the uh they do they do like the uh the the dragon ball the, the samurai armor darth vader right uh that's shit i don't think that's kotobukiya i think that's square i think that's square enix i think um, but because I want that Boba Fett, I want that Boba Fett in samurai armor. I think it looks dope. <clears throat> yeah, they do Boba Fett, Stormtrooper, and Vader, as well as Darth Maul. I think, but there's also a there's an artist. Ooh. I don't know the name of the artist, and I can find out. But they do traditional Japanese style traditional art, but they do pop culture things. Like they've done one of um. Ahsoka versing Darth Maul, and it just looks fucking sick. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved, I loved the uh, the the uh, Boba Fett one because he he's got he j- just like a samurai back in the day. Uh, he he has obviously you know the the katana, but then he also has the shota, which sits like right right underneath of it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, oh, I want that. It's so sexy looking, but um, you know it, th- those things are like four or five hundred dollars for the statue. So I'm like, can't yeah, justify no. that purchase. Lauren will kill me. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> But I mean, this is something that I am very much looking looking forward to, and uh, I was just wondering, uh, you know, looking at the pictures, um, one of them looks a lot like they are a Inquisitor. Uh, there's there's one of like of like this blonde girl, and she has like a dark helmet that goes on, mm-hmm. and it makes like kind of like this cone in the back. And to me, I was like that. That looks like an Inquisitor. Yep. So it looks like they're going to be tying it in to to even like the Rebels type of stuff mm-hmm. too. Lucasfilm alone is not just – it's not just this series. Um, they are going to be doing a novel called Ronin. Um, I'm not sure whether that novel will be, will be canon, but they're also doing a comic book series uh, in this vein as well. Well, not a comic book series; it's a, it's a, it's a manga. So um, yeah. they're they're also doing that as well, and I'm and they will be expanding on two of the stories from this Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. And uh, for uh, for anybody who's a fan of like Avatar and Legend of Korra, there was a very one animated in the vein of of Avatar and Korra. So I, I I did notice that when watching the trailer. Yeah, and like while watching this trailer, I, I think like more or less like this is more about style. Mm-hmm. This is not so much about story. Um, at least at least for 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 the American audience, for the people they're trying to get on Disney Plus, they're just trying to showcase Star Wars in a different style. Um, and I think it's kind of needed for them after getting Star Wars 
uh, you know, prequel or sequel trilogy in the way we got it, where you know, it, I feel like they need to expand Star Wars. They need to do more with Star Wars other than tell the Skywalker story or continue to badly yep. tell the Skywalker yeah. story. <clears throat> tell someone else's story, but in a different artistic expression. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I, I I'm really looking forward to this. I am uh, like a fucking anime noob, but you wrap it in Star Wars, and now all of a sudden it's like <laughs> I'm on board. All right. <laughs> I'm on Ooh, board. Yeah, I got I got some oh. blood flow going. Yeah. yeah, I'm on board. But I think this <laughs> might also like that. This might also broaden some some other pe- some some other perspectives uh, for people who maybe have never checked out anime as well. Because um, I have heard rumors that Disney Plus will be getting in to anime. I mean, if you go on Netflix, you go on Hulu, you go on Prime. All of them have anime series. All of them have mm-hmm. anime studios that that have that put series directly out to those streaming services so i think it's interesting that we're getting two animated series coming out in late summer that are based on their two biggest properties and it'd be interesting to see if they start doing their own series or or at least you know getting exclusive yeah. streaming rights for other studios that, that directly on disney plus that doesn't surprise me just because i know how well castlevania has done on netflix oh, yeah. and how many people love that series i know blood of zeus did kind of well too so. But it's Disney Plus, and here mm-hmm. in the states, we only get Disney Plus uh, as PG thirteen and and under. We don't mm-hmm. get anything over that. Yeah. However, in places like Australia, yep. you guys get you guys get Star, which is which is where they can have things that are Fox owned uh, or Disney or or, or Disney um, studios that have made rated R films where they can play them. So you guys get like Die Hard. You guys can get Alien and Aliens over there because they are rated R. They're owned by Fox, but they they're not on Disney Plus proper. They're on like this this little menu option for Star. We don't have that here in the states, and Disney has said it'll never come to you in the states. The way that they've done it as well in Australia is is pretty cool because it's it it sort of helps if a kid's got their own Disney Plus account because then they can't access Star because Star is like it's a hidden tab so you can't see it as soon as you open it. But if you go into like my profile, you actually need to scroll to get to the Star stuff and then go into it. Right. And now obviously I can get Star if I want because I just have to have a VPN. Oh yeah. And I can I can change my but that's that's, that's a lot of work to have the VPN and then put it on all my TVs and all that bullshit. Fuck that. Nah. Just to watch nah, the, like the theatrical cut of Alien. Nah. You want yeah, that, just you to, want that direct Just cut. to watch something that that I have the 4K of, the 4K disc of anyway, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. I think we all are. Um, have you guys seen that? I saw it on YouTube. That uh, that short that they did of X-wing versus Tie Fighter. Yes. In in the end, apparently that video is what got Lucasfilm on board to want to do this. I'm gonna have to check that out. Fairly old, isn't it? That's been around for maybe not quite ten years, but quite some time yeah quite some time and that was done by one person oh i would think it's it's it's, as you know as previously stated that it's due to castlevania because castlevania exploded and now we can't talk about warren ellis anymore but it would it would be like prior to that castlevania was all anything was talking about like down here how good it was and all that sort of shit like that still haven't watched it so someone pulled the trigger on it but uh Give it a watch. I, I, I'm, I'm a Castlevania fan in like the you know, the NES realm. I don't think yep. I ever followed the series <laughs> yeah. much much past that. Um, I think I played a few uh, on my on my 3DS, but uh, I, I, 
I know who Simon is, you know? Yeah, they got a, <laughs> couple, they got a couple characters in Smash. That's about the extent of what I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, do I need to have video game knowledge of Castlevania to check it out, Duty? No, I have never played Castlevania before. All I know is like, hey, there's Dracula. Hey, there's some guys that want to kill him. Cool. All right, I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever played Castlevania once I heard it was like Metroid, and Metroid is my favorite Disney, uh, I'm sorry, my favorite Nintendo property. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll check it out. Uh, and much harder than, than the original Metroid was, but that's why still the, enjoyed uh, it. The genre of game Metroidvania exists. That's that that's that's where I first heard of it when that when that yeah. term was like getting coined. That's when I when I learned that I was like, oh, I think I had a I think I had a, a, a two uh whatever it is, a DS at the time and I, I picked up a few Castlevania games on the uh, game store and I was like, Okay, these are good. I like these. So uh, hopefully we think the same thing about Star Wars Visions. Uh, but the nice part about it is with all nine episodes coming out and reportedly them being pretty short, you know, they're, they're not going to be terribly long episodes. I'm seeing this as kind of like Star Wars Love, Death and Robots. I, t- I knew you were going in that direction. And I was going to say, maybe because me and you have talked up that show so goddamn much. They were like, maybe we should do one. <laughs> Duty, have you seen Love, Death and Robots? I have not. We, uh, we we're going to get everybody on that train. You need to. That's your, I've, I've that's heard your, it's good. Comes up on my Netflix, that, and I'm like, ah, I'm good. That's your that's your movie homework, sir. You'll love it. I've given you movie I, homework, and you haven't even finished it. Which one? They have the 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 drive to survive. We did it. We did an episode on it. Patreon episode. We did it. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't watch it all. Achievement unlocked. Yeah, you gave up. <laughs> you got through the tutorial and you turned it off. <laughs> I didn't get them. I got through three episodes. Jay finished the, the the season. Now at this point, he finished the whole first season, so he, he he enjoyed it. I, however, I don't like watching cars, no matter how fast they are, no matter what goes into them. They're making left turns. Doesn't matter. It's just not my <laughs> making thing. Making left turns. You hear me talk about that on our show. How much I shit on NASCAR. <laughs> well, duty shits on NASCAR oh, too because it's not F one, my dude. And I will say that F one does have a far far greater appeal to me than NASCAR ever will. Agreed. No, yeah. So, all right, let's get into our next trailer, the meat and potatoes of this. Yeah. Let's get ourselves into Marvel's What If. Space. Time. Time. Reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility. Well, that doesn't sound ominous at all. I was promised an army. You have a super soldier. Cool. You sure don't seem too freaked out about all this, kid. What you doing out there all by yourself anyway? Exploring the world. Sounds fun. But why stop at one world when we can show you all of them? I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and dare to face the unknown. to the question what if give me the tour now just like Ra's al Ghul Ra's al Ghul thank you uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Raish, by the it's way. Raish, yeah. It's not yep. Raz. Is it is it Uatu or Utapu? Like <laughs> I've heard it said so many different ways. Like I've always said Uatu the Watcher. <laughs> I just said you ought to. You're talking about the planet from Star Wars. You ought to see, <laughs> yeah, Utapal. <laughs> if you have, if you have your defenses, now's the time. <laughs> Did he bring reinforcements? He didn't say. Cody and I always used to say playing playing Battlefront. It was Utapal. Utapal. <laughs> when reading the comics, I in my head I've always just said Uatu. That's the way I've always pronounced it in my head. The Watcher. Uh, so essentially, he is the the orator, the narrator of this of this tale that they are going to weave through multiple different universes of of Marvel, and they're going to tell a bevy of different Marvel stories um, from. T'Challa, Black Panther, being picked up at a young age by Yandu and taken to his his apparently real father, Ego, because we do see Ego in this yep. trailer. Yep. Uh, so th- that's going to be interesting. To Tony Stark not being captured by the Ten Rings and forced to create his suit of armor. Instead, he uh, is... Killmonger. Saved by Killmonger. And we also know that that is going to take Tony Stark to Wakanda for some big battle for some reason. And I watched a few, uh, I read a few articles of people being like, yeah, we, you could see Ultron flying over Madripoor. No, it's not Madripoor. It's Thor, and he's in Las Vegas because uh, he goes to Las Vegas instead of Utah, I think, where the original film took place. And uh, uh, that is apparently Party Thor, <laughs> as they are dubbing him. Yeah, Beardless Thor, which bugged the ever-living Thor. fuck out of me. Yeah, it looks weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, every Thor should have a beard. I mean, they, exactly. I, think we're all, I think we're all in agreement in that. Agreed! Bushy beard. Um, so, uh, and then we also see uh, Peggy Carter as mm-hmm. Captain Britain. And yep. one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is: Have you guys read One Hundred Bullets? No, I have not. It's a it's a Marvel what if? It, it's what it, like there's a bunch of what ifs about a bunch of different characters. But for 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 the purposes of of this, Steve Rogers, uh, Doctor Erkstein dies before he can give Steve Rogers the Super Soldier Serum. Mm-hmm. But Steve Rogers is so dead set on helping the war effort that Howard Stark builds him a suit of armor and he becomes Iron Man. Okay. So, because you see Peggy riding in on him. We see Peggy riding in on okay. Iron Man. And I was like, well, it's either Howard Stark <laughs> in this, in this what if series, or it's Steve Rogers, skinny Steve Rogers inside an Iron Man outfit. Dude, I think you would like 100 bullets. Check it out. I'm not sure if it's called hundred bullets. I think it's, uh, I think it's called hard point. I think that's what it's called. Mar- Marvel hard point. Speaking of, Speaking of 100 bullets, I have about 100 bullet points on this sheet of paper I wanted to run down real quick. <laughs> Go nuts. Uh, we'll, just... we'll, me, me and Duty will comment as you go. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we mentioned uh, Killmong- Killmonger and Stark. Uh, Avengers, uh, the, the circle scene from uh, the, the first Avengers movie uh, was replaced by majority uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. So that, I thought that yes, was kind of cool. Yes, but also what this series is doing is apparently it's also gathering these different heroes from different timelines, different dimensions, and they are going to be some form of like interdimensional Avengers, including Gamora, who killed Thanos and now has his helicopter blade. Dope. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned T'Challa as Star-Lord. Uh, Howard the Duck made an appearance. thought that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. Beardless Thor we touched, touched on already. Uh, zombie Stark and Cap. Yes, yes. Marvel Zombies is mm-hmm. one of the biggest what ifs that is out there. Uh, I think 
I, I even have Marvel Zombie Funko Pops like all over here, along with my venomized Marvel character Funko Pops. Um, I absolutely loved at least the first Marvel, uh, the 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 first Marvel Zombies, where it, it ends with Galactus attacking and all the zombies go and bite Galactus, and he becomes a giant, a giant zombie. It's fucking great. Yeah, that was written by Robert Kirkman, I think. Yes, that was Kirkman. Oh, yes. I need to check that out then. Loki leading an army uh, looks like against Wakandans. I could be wrong. Yes, apparently that w- like th- that will that will be part of like a storyline where Loki never Loki attacked Earth with an Asgardian army. He took over Asgard before even Thor one. Like during okay. the events of Thor one, he attacks Earth. Uh, we did see a head in a jar. I wasn't sure if it was Steve Rogers. <laughs> no, I believe that is either Peter Parker or it is Doctor Strange because we will get an episode where Doctor Strange uh, prevents his accident from happening. And it's kind of like a what if. But we also get an image of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, wearing a Doctor Strange cape. Yes. Yeah, I did see which that. Reminds me, which reminds me of a movie that Duty doesn't like, Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Uh, <laughs> hey, Peter, Peter. Is that a cape? <laughs> beer, beer brother Dylan has left the call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my, my favorite part, and it was at the very end, uh, was T'Challa um, saying that a, a Ravager never flies solo. And I thought Disney was going to have the balls to pull off Han Solo fly in in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> and you just hear, Yahoo! <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's exactly where I thought they were going for a split second. Great shot, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was Yondu whistle, whistling away. But uh, And then we, uh, like, also for, for the, the party Thor, one of the big things about that is uh, this, this version of Thor who kind of, like, gets lost in the party of Earth and stuff like that. Will he be worthy to pick up the hammer as Hawkeye is aiming an arrow at him? Because we do get that shot of, mm-hmm. ha- of Hawkeye pulling, pulling the bow back. But Hawkeye, I mean, I'm not entirely sure if it is Jeremy Renner version of Hawkeye, if it's male Hawkeye, if it's Clint Barton. I was wondering whether that might be Kate Bishop because it looks somewhat feminine. Could be. Not sure. It's animation so they can make it any way they yeah, want exactly. it to be. That's why the, the point five seconds they showed of the head in the jar, I could not tell who it was. Right. Yeah, I I'm I believe it might be it might be Tony Stark. It might be it might be um it might be Doctor Strange or it might be Peter Parker. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> Some sort of white male. But this one will not be um coming out all at once. Apparently this will be a weekly series. And Boo. this this will also be an ongoing series. So expect Ooh. each year to get new what ifs, which I'm extremely excited. Because speaking as a comic book fan, I love a good what if. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about Duty. Duty, have oh. you ever picked up any of the what ifs? Dude, my favorite comic book of all time is Superman Red Sun. So you know, which is a, which is a what if? It is a what my if. My favorite, my favorite Marvel what if, and this is years down the line after we've already introduced this character. But can we please get a what if Old Man Logan Ooh. episode? Yeah, that'd be dope. It would be dope, but. I don't think I don't think they'll do it. <clears throat> he's part of the he's he's part of the of the regular Marvel universe now in comic books. Like they brought him forward when 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 Wolverine was dead for a time, and I was just like, no, don't do that. 
leave that as its own thing. It was so good as its own thing. You know, Mark Millar fucking loved it. I love that. Where it's him and old man Clint Barton. Who's blind. Yeah. And driving the spider mobile across country. And they're fighting They're they're fighting different villains, uh, including like Hulk's bastard, uh, you know, radiation inbred children in, in, the, in the West. And then they're also fighting a giant T-Rex, which is inhabited by... <laughs> Um, Venom, which is inhabited by the Venom symbiote, uh, leading them to Red Skull, who has absolutely lost his mind because he does not have a Steve Rogers to fight anymore. <laughs> it was it was a pretty good book, and then the Avengers game tried to copy that atmosphere in the Hawkeye DLC, and they did not do it well. No, yeah, but it was that. That's one of my favorite what ifs. But some of the other what ifs that I've really liked was, you know, what you know, what if uh, for uh, the Captain America's death, there was a good what if that surrounded that as well in the Civil War era and stuff like that. Um, and of course, you know, we've gotten a bunch of them in regards to to Loki. Uh, so I think this one's interesting because now with the Loki series, we've seen a lot of what ifs kind of out there Mm. marvel's really not shying away from from kind of playing with this idea that like no door is ever closed without a window being open there's always another universe there's always another story to tell and i really like them playing in this wheelhouse because i feel like it almost like dc has always done the the the, they always do worlds yeah they've always done it far better than Marvel has in the comics and, the and Earth, even the Earth in the, one books, the earth one books are really right, good. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm and even in their, right even in their cartoons, they've done it really well. So to see Marvel finally starting to do this stuff while DC isn't doing it in their movies, it's kind of like, well, I mean, I know they're getting to it with the flash and we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But, um, Michael Keaton back official. What up? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Uh, but you know, I, I'm really enjoying this because it's a it's a way to have some no risk fun with these characters whatsoever. And it's it's such an easy transition and way to pump out more and more stories because it's like, all right, well, we can copy most of this story. Yeah, cut this little part, paste this part, and then finish the rest. And the majority of the voice actors are those that. That were were the actors who played them, yeah. with the exception of Zombie Steve Rogers is not being played by it's not being played by Chris Evans. Doctor Strange is not going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Tony Stark is not uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is not Robert Downey Jr. Captain Marvel is not uh, Brie Larson. And did you guys see Jacked Collector in this uh, going through this uh, this this trailer? You see a Jacked Collector in a fight. Really? No, I didn't. Yes. I did not spot that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's Jacked Collector, which I thought was awesome. And one of my favorite things that I found was like sort of like at the end, they have uh like this they they, they keep showing you all the different all the different like universes and then the mirror cracks and then it goes out and then it cracks again and it goes out and showing you that like it's almost infinite but in a shot that shows us kind of like all of our main characters at least the main characters they're willing to tell us about so far which Captain Britain uh, mm-hmm. who is Peggy Carter T'Challa we see in the background we see a version of Ultron who has five infinity stones on his chest and then he has Vision's face. He has almost like an Iron Man helmet open, mm-hmm. and we can see that he has Vision's face with the Mind Stone in his head. Yep. And I'm just like, oh shit, where are they going with that? He's going to be a walking like, Infinity Gauntlet. Exactly. Because I know the idea for Age of Ultron, the Vision, was supposed to be a body for for Ultron to inhabit. 
Mm. He was going to go into that body. So is this like the what if Age of Ultron where the Avengers failed to stop him and he actually did take over Division's body? Because he's also he also has a red cape, which I was like, so that's almost like Thor like, right? Because, you know, the when Vision saw Thor, he was like, Oh, cape, yeah, I like that. And he like made himself this little yellow cape. So I'm looking forward to like where they go with that stuff because uh it looks it looks fun. And we did see that Thor was fighting Ultrons in in a few of these scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think he's gonna be part of that Thor story, which I look forward to. But I don't think that has anything to do with the Loki story of Loki attacking Wakanda. Well, it looks like I was, I was just taking a look there. It looked like Loki had the forces of Asgard. He also had Volstag with him, which was the the fat friend of Thor's. Um, and he's in front of Nick Fury in the Shield, and he has yeah, the so, um, the the ice box from Jotunheim. So yeah, I have no clue where they're going with that. Is is this kid Loki all grown up? The the, the <laughs> only Loki to ever kill Thor. <laughs> I don't know, but I am very much intrigued because the what if series of comics, like it used to be a thing for Marvel just to put out like a what if comic and they're always one shots, right? You, you don't, you don't have to buy five, six, seven issues most of the time. It's just a, it's just a, it's one comic self-contained and it's usually pretty glorious. So, um, it has, it has a lot of fun. So I really, really look forward to, to watching this, um, in a completely different, in a different way than like Star Wars visions. Like Star Wars visions, I'm looking to be, I'm looking for it to be like a spectacle and to be entertained. Um, but this, I just want to be entertained. And I think, I, I, I think that's, that's all Disney wants to do. And the nice part is like they can pump this out because it's animated. You don't need to get the original actors back if they don't want to come back and use one of their contract chips, as I call it, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel's like, we need a cameo. All right. Well, I'm cashing in one of my contract chips. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, fine, fine, fine. We really want this cameo. So they, they, they don't have to do that. And then they don't have to pay Robert Downey Jr. An absurd amount of money just to put his voice <laughs> to something. Yeah. Here's $500,000 so, for four lines for four lines. Yeah. yeah. Can I do it on my cell phone? Fine. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> fine. We don't care. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, as far like ever since I found out this series was coming out, other than other than Loki, I was like most excited for this series. I would say, yeah, yeah. So, out, out of all of them, yeah, probably, yeah, because what ifs just have because it it doesn't necessarily matter. Like that's the whole thing with what if. It's like, yeah, what if this happened? It didn't happen, but what if it did? Where going down the rabbit hole of Loki, it's just they're like, hey, look, this happened, but it doesn't really matter because when you die, you go to this random place or, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing with Loki. Where with this, it's like, well, yeah, if this person died in this fight, how would the rest of the fight play out? Like, what if that happened? Which is better exactly. than... It's, yeah, it's it's so, self-con- it's so self-contained that you don't have to worry about, like, writing yourself out of a corner or any of that shit. Yeah, exactly. No, because because the episode just ends and, and, and if you don't want to pick up that story, you don't have to. Exactly. You don't have to. But I do look forward to seeing how all of them come together. That does look interesting. Like, I'm very curious to find out what happens to the Avengers that the Guardians of the Galaxy have to come mm-hmm. and, 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 do, and do the New York battle. Like, I'm really curious about that stuff. So uh, it, looks, it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm super excited for it. So What If will be 10 episodes coming out weekly, and it will premiere Disney Plus August 11th. So we got to say goodbye to to Dylan now. He's got to go away. He's going to go watch his animes with his boyfriend. I and am. Tell everybody where they can listen to you. Uh, yeah, if you want to check us out, uh, give us a follow on the Facebook. Uh, that's Facebook, uh, if you are unaware of my stupid speaking habits. Um, 
it is Beard Brothers Podcast. If you want to follow us there, we are at Beard Bros Pod on Twitter. Uh, and you can find us anywhere. Any listening app, we are on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, all those fun places. Beard Brothers Podcast. And they have fun, nerdy conversations uh, yep. about shit they've been watching, about they, they do nerdy 20 questions. Uh, and I, I always love you, you guys. Like, you know, you guys do you know round robin drafts at the end uh, of every mm-hmm. episode. And I always look forward to seeing what the draft what the draft uh, you know is going to be. Some episodes it's like I don't have a I don't have a horse in this race, yeah. right? <laughs> like 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 you guys are doing Pokemon and I'm just like, whatever. I, I know some Gen 1 Pokemons and that's about it. That, but then you guys like drafted. Yeah, and but then you you guys did like you know some star wars stuff and i was like i'm in i'm invested yep. so there's there's gonna be something for everybody each and every episode and uh i will be on that show at some yes. point yes and have a draft i have idea. A, i have a draft idea it's uh unorthodox and it's extremely niche and we like, them, we like them specific man that keeps our broad ones for whenever we start to run out of ideas exactly <laughs> so it, it'll be for it'll be for people who who really love the mass effect series and Ooh. and uh so it's uh it's it's gonna be a good time. So I can't wait to join you. And uh, man, it was great. It was great having you on. I'm glad I finally got you to be on Super Movie Bros. Again, again. Wait, when was where were you? Oh, that's right. You did you did the Star yeah. Wars with me. We did the Star you, Wars the Kotor cast. We did the Kotor cast. That's right. That was that was oh, that was like two years ago. That was another yeah. life. Well, I have I've, I've had a kid in that time, so that's exactly. another life. <laughs> so, all right, man. Me and Duty are gonna head over, and we are gonna be getting into our Black Widow review. Bye, Dylan. Bye, everybody. I've lived a lot of lives. I've made a lot of enemies. Who the hell is that guy? He's called Science Taskmaster. He controls a whole army of widows. We have to end this together. together again. I just think that's all. She's such a mom. What is the plan? We only had time to plan this far. All right, Black Widow. The first movie in phase four. Remember when Kevin Feige told you that this was going to be very important to the Phase 4 story? Yep. <laughs> lies. Fucking lies. Fresh off disobeying the Sokovia Accords and pumping Black Panther full of electric shocks, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black Widow, is laying low to avoid arrest by General Ross and probably... Another stern talking to from superhero super cop, Tony Stark. Natasha can't lay low for long as she is dragged into another conflict, this time reuniting with her former undercover family to take down the deeply covert Red Room and its creator, Drakov. Remember, Drakov's daughter. There's red on her ledger. In her first solo outing, Marvel sets to answer questions about Black Widow's past and solidify her as one of the greatest characters in their pantheon. It's just too bad that she is outshined yet again by an amazing scientist, another spy, and a super soldier. Does this sound familiar to Black Widow at all? <laughs> Seems like every time Black Widow's around, there's always better characters <laughs> to focus on. And uh, Marvel kind of did it to her again. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff. I think she's fantastic. I, my favorite 
movie, uh, my favorite Marvel movie, she's a big part of, and and that is Winter Soldier. I love that movie, and I think she's fantastic in it. I love her as like this foil to Captain America, like because she can go places in her in her head or do things that Nick Fury asked that Captain America can't because of his morality. I love that. I love that idea because because she exists, it means it shows you how good Captain America is. But that's what a good supporting character does. And it seems like Black Widow, no offense, is just the best supporting character that Marvel has. And they went and made a solo movie about her. And I was just like, Disney Plus series. This this should have been a Disney Plus series. I, th- I, I think Marvel, to be honest, really dropped the ball with Black Widow. Like, the idea of doing a Black Widow solo movie, 100% down for it. The, the, the point that they released it after Endgame, incredibly stupid. Um, but also... They made, and yeah, I'll just flat out and say it, they made another comic book movie with over-the-top action and chase scenes and fight scenes and this and that, what, where you could have What made do we it- know about the main villain of Drakov? <clears throat> what do we know about it? His name's Drakov, and we've mentioned him several times throughout the Marvel Universe, and he's played by Ray Winston. And that's it. That's all we know about him. We get nothing about this character, who's her main villain in this movie, whatsoever. Yep. He's just a guy. He's just the end boss. <laughs> like, it's a video game. He's just the end boss. And we're in spoiler-free territory here, so we're not going to spoil too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to, to, I, before we start shitting on it too much, because I don't want to shit on it too much, because I did enjoy this movie. I did enjoy things about it. And, and the pros that I have were this had some of the best, you know, one-on-one fight sequences of the series, right? It's right up there with some of that stuff that happens in the Captain America movies. That you know that 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 really you know close camera work, but the, the the quick flips and the and the arm bars and you know reversals and stuff like that. I think that the fight choreography and the action sequences were really well done. Um, Natasha actually being given a backstory. You know, we we've gotten a backstory peppered in here and there where she's mentioned things before, but actually seeing it. And and having them show us an emotional side to Natasha that I think a lot of the movies have shied away from. They've only given her brief moments. I think uh, you know giving her this story arc also shows us how she became who she was when we get into like Endgame, where she's leading the Avengers and stuff like that, and she's she's fighting hard for 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 these people. You know, uh, she talks about how the Avengers are her broken family by the end of this movie. So. I, I I enjoyed that. I thought that David Harbour was fun. Oh, David Harbour's David Harbour's one of the. I, I think he's one of the greatest things about this movie. See, to an extent, I love him for about twenty minutes of the screen time that he gets, uh, and then towards the end, I'm just like, man, his his shtick is getting old. <laughs> it's getting a little old. That's in my that's in my cons. Uh, one of the things I really liked though was with. I don't want to give anything away, but there's some good callbacks to Avengers 2012. First off, we find out the backstory to budapest which i think has been marvel fans uh you know dream a little bit because you and i remember budapest very differently so getting a backstory for what budapest actually was and what it ended it was more than just any other mission it actually meant something to natasha um it that that's good but also we get reminded of Natasha's negotiation tactics uh, because in in Avengers she's tied to a chair and she's interrogating a guy (laughs) while she is the captured prisoner 
and manages to get herself out of it. Something similar happens here, and I thought that that was a really nice callback to how she interrogates people. Yeah. Uh, so for for the character, so duty. Uh, any other pros for you? Oh, I'm sorry, Florence Pugh. Flo- yeah, yeah, she's she's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Florence Pugh was absolutely fantastic. Which I was like, man, it's a shame that Scarlett Johansson you know came to this movie and they got Florence Pugh cuz she's a fantastic actress. I loved her in Fighting with My Family uh as uh as Paige the wrestler. I thought she did a fantastic job in that movie, but also Midsummer. I mean, if you haven't seen Midsummer, Florence Pugh is absolutely fantastic in it. But duty any other pros for you? Um look, there's not many on the pro side, but yeah, probably echoing what you're saying in regards to some of the fight choreography is pretty good. Um Florence Pugh or Pugh as we've said on our show and uh Pugh and uh, David Harbour. David Harbour, I, I think there are some scenes and some, some both comedic scenes and both fight scenes and stuff like that that David Harbour does in this film that, for me, it was just like, great. Like, this is... this is I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm get to negatives when I get to negatives, but when uh, David Harbour's on the screen, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. There's something about David Harbour and his dad bod that just immediately make me go, that nah, doesn't matter what he does. I'm I'm still fine with it. I even watched that God Off a Hellboy movie with him and oh. was just like, this movie's fucking terrible. But David Harbour's fucking awesome. <laughs> the only good thing about that movie is David Harbour. <laughs> right. That's the only that's the only thing you think about when you think of that movie is like David Harbour was good. I mean, he's still no Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is still is still Hellboy to me, but uh, David Harbour was good in it, and, and David Harbour's good here too. I just think that the shtick they gave him got a little old, just as as we kept going on, uh, you know, down down the line here. I was just like, I get it, man. You're you're this boastful super soldier who never who never got his due, and everything's a fucking joke to you. You're you're a fucking joke, and y- your little character has become a punchline at the end. And there, there's an action sequence towards the end, which which sees uh, people escaping uh, a certain facility and stuff like that. We don't see how how all the characters escape. That really bothered me because last time we saw, you know, David Harbor's character of the Crimson Dynamo, they were in a free fall, and then we're on the ground with Natasha, mm-hmm. and they're just there. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> everything's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't know how it's like. <laughs> Don't, don't look behind the curtain. Too late. It's a Marvel movie. I'm looking behind the curtain as much as I possibly can for every fucking Easter egg and little nugget that I possibly can. So <laughs> I noticed. Marvel, I noticed. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a scene that I missed. Maybe I looked at my phone because I did watch this at home. I didn't watch it in the theater. I did do the $30 Disney Plus, watched it with Logan, watched it with Lauren. So I'm not sure. if Did you go to the theaters to see it, Duty? No, I did the uh, the Disney Plus. Yeah. I, I, it, when that's the option, I, it's, it's just it just seems to be the way to go because I would spend that much for me and my wife i'd spend 40 50 bucks for me and my wife to go to the theaters just me and her so 30 bucks at home order whatever food we want sounds sounds like a slice of fried gold well basically that's right rather than spending 50 bucks on the tickets and then you know for us in australia another 20 or 30 bucks or whatever on food or parking or order nah screw that same here yeah same here no thanks same here all right, so let's get into the cons of this because I feel like you and I are probably going to have a. We're probably going to talk about the cons a little bit more, but I still just want to remind people that I, I did enjoy the movie uh, a bit. And when we get into the spoiler section, me and Duty probably will probably go you know tit for tat back and forth because I think I liked it a little bit more than him. But some of the cons were the, the story feels unnecessary, despite the fact that Marvel execs like Kevin Feige had told us that this was a completely necessary story and it was going to have some big setup and ramification for things that are going to come in phase four. It didn't. 
this movie still was unnecessary, like things, you know, like other things, like jet skis and booze. You know, they can be fun, but you should you should enjoy them in moderation. Uh, so I don't want Marvel to put out a, a bunch of unnecessary stories. One of the great things about Marvel was that a, a Marvel movie is is a Lego brick. Yeah. And it just keeps building towards something, and, and we're getting there. Now, this may not be important now. You know, it may not seem important now, but possibly in the future we may get a future marvel movie that references back to things from this making this important but at the time that we're watching this this feels like a a story that's taking place in 2016 which in the marvel timeline is i think they're in what 2025 by the end of endgame so (laughs) it's nine years in the past from the current marvel universe that we're in well that's the case as well we need to unless Florence Pleur was affected by the snapping. She needs to be respectively aged old. The same thing with Redguard and... Uh, well, they've already told us that expect other people from solo movies that weren't involved in Endgame to have been to have been snapped. Right, right, okay. So, because that, that's how they're treating all the Spider-Man movies as well. Just, just, just picture that Peter Parker and all of his crew, everybody in those were taken out so i i think we can just hold the same true here for this as well mm. what, what one of my other negatives was i already talked about david harbour uh you know i i like the fat jokes i, I you know i thought they were funny <laughs> and i became I, I started calling them uh the crimson dynamic diabetes because <laughs> <laughs> he's just captain dad bod right uh but he he, he did he did wear on me and this really just should have been a disney plus series like i really think that if if they took the spy route of this if they did this more like a winter soldier type movie this this more of like this spy thriller because she's marvel's super spy why aren't we treating this like a spy movie exactly this this is this is marvel's chance to do let's do female james bond like that's exactly what they could have done and absolutely exactly what they didn't do It feels like it it feels like a missed opportunity, right? Like you're dealing with you're dealing with completely, you know, dark ops, old, you know, uh communist Russian ideologies and and stuff like that. Like it's this completely clandestine organization that exists within the Russian government that she's going in and going after that she was once involved in it'd be like if i watched james bond take down all of mi6 and he just did it with a fucking rocket launcher and was just like we're done <laughs> walked away <laughs> went to the bar had a fucking martini shaken not stirred you know <laughs> it, 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 with none of the nuance that goes into making james bond what makes james bond james bond you know like one of the things one of the things i always remember about like natasha is like the um Civil War when she's training Scarlet Witch and she's telling her like don't touch your ear right you're you're going to be given away that you uh that that you have an earpiece in and and telling her like don't 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 look around don't be too obvious like she is the super spy so exactly. why don't we see her doing actual spy work here we see her being cunning we see her being conniving and that's all well and good those are all characteristics that we've seen from her why not when you give Marvel super spy her own movie, is it not a spy movie? It's it's really interesting as well because they they relate like the the chronological releases. It's just after Civil War, so she's on the run, and the start of the film does give us that sort of a a tease thing that she's being honed in by General Ross and all that sort of stuff like that. And then it's like goes into hiding, and, and you know, as as a you know a spy on the run would, and then it's just explosive action piece and explosive action piece that 
you know, the the whole premise of basically uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was they found the the villains from the series by using CCTV camera footage and like finding where they are using you know central intelligence and all that sort of shit like that. With this, it's just a spy who's on the run is in the middle of Budapest, fucking blowing shit up and cars flipping everywhere. Iron Man would be there in a fucking heartbeat. I know that's that's one of the things that I was just like, it, it just feels unbelievable for the universe that they've already built for us, and and this feels disingenuous to the character that you've made the main the main you know star of this one so it, that's that's a big negative for me yeah uh, and i i get that like you know that's that's not really like you know reviewing how this movie was it's it's more reviewing how we wish this movie what you know the direction or, or, or how yeah. we wanted this movie to be yeah but i mean like as far as like the way the movie looks like i think kate shortland did a fine job with directing you know i i think as far as like screenplay goes as far as like words of dialogue and stuff like that i found moments really funny i found moments to be emotionally poignant and i i didn't find it to be too out of character for this person to be doing this and or that so i i i think it was a solid movie however just in Putting it up against other MCU movies and and being that it's this character and it's not a spy movie, I I look at it and I'm just like, this is a Phase Two movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This belongs there with it's above Thor: Dark World for me, um, and it's above things like Iron Man Two and and probably right in there with Iron Man Three. I think it, I think it's I think it's on par with Iron Man Three, which I think probably told a, a far better emotional story about about the character than this than this did. It's one of the things that like I was just like I really wish again that they gave Natasha more to do. I felt like that the that the supporting cast was given all of the emotional resonance, especially Florence Pugh. Yeah. Look, um, Natasha was just on a ride for their adventure. It seems like it, she didn't choose to, to go on this, to go on this adventure. Florence Pugh's character brought her into it. Yeah. And that, uh, it feels like this entire movie will, and it, you know, it very well is this movie is made to introduce Florence Pugh's character. So then she can carry the mantle and move forward. She's like, the new model, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it's, it's move, move over your, 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 your 2016 Maserati. We got the, uh, we got the 20, we got the 2021 version right here. Well, that, that's <laughs> the whole the driveway. Thing. It's, it's, and, and you can't wait to take it for a ride. <laughs> is like the entire time as you're watching this film, you know how Black Widow dies. You know, she falls off a cliff. Like, so anytime there's a sense of danger, you're going, well, I don't need to worry about it because you know I know how she dies, and I think that's the whole that's the whole thing when you when you're doing a character when you already know their fate. Like when you look at the original Star Wars movies and then you look at the prequels, you're like, all right, cool, we know Anakin turns to Vader, but we want to know how he turns. Yeah, we want to know how he got there. I mean, yeah, exactly. Turns- where, where with this, it's like it doesn't. Turns out it only took 15 minutes to do, but you know, <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't. Like this movie doesn't give us anything besides giving us who the new character is going to be moving who the new character is moving forward i don't understand how or why this is the start of a phase four not in it's not, not. anyway it, it's phase three it's phase 3.5 but really really it's two two it's this this was the perfect stopgap between phase two and three that's when this should have been told right after civil war this movie should have been should have been right there in that phase right right, right around the same time as ant-man's coming out we should have gotten a black widow and it's just it's just marvel you know realizing their bonehead mistake in that 
fans are asking for a Black Widow movie. They never got it. They 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 got Scarlett Johansson on board, and they're like, all right, we're gonna do it. We're we're, we're just gonna do it. But read ahead a little bit. Sorry, you're you're dead. So we're gonna have to tell this story in a past. It's gonna have to be a prequel, you know. And and, and that that's what it comes down to. They can say that that this that this story is being put here at this time for this reason. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It's yeah, it's just it's trying to. And that's the whole thing, like, as well, when you see, you go into social media and you take a look at whatever the hell Zack Snyder's going to do next, people are calling him God and thank you, sir, and all this cringy oh, shit. God. But I went on- you, to- you know his you know his Star Wars script has just been optioned by Netflix for a movie? Yeah, it's called Rebel, Rebel Moon. That's it, yeah. Um, oh but you, you go into like the the paid promotional posts for for Black Widow on social media, and you see all these people commenting, going, "It was the best Marvel movie ever. It's my favorite. I love it." I'm sitting there going, "You're as delirious as the Zack Snyder fans. Like this movie's not good." But you got to remember that they're that they're sifting through all, like thousands upon thousands of. Oh comments. no! If you just go through the raw comments, you can see all these people saying that, and it's oh. it's it's a bit like. Uh, it, look, okay. you said that this film is on par with Iron Man 3, and uh, don't get me wrong, I understand that analogy. I think Thor The Dark World is better than this movie, because Thor The Dark World at least has character development and growth, where this film- For Thor. And Loki as well, you get growth for Loki, where the Loki TV series is just like, hey, let's cram character development. For the in, brief in bits minutes. that he was there, but just like Thor Dark World, this villain is just a fight at the end of the movie. He's oh, yeah. just a he's just a boss battle. Exactly, exactly. So, but th- but except except in Black Widow, instead of a boss battle where you're controlling your your, your character, uh, it, this is more of a cutscene. <laughs> oh <laughs> that yeah, leads to the, oh, yeah. to the end sequence. This is this, this is, is a button so prompt in the middle of a cutscene. It's it's. Don't get me wrong. There was and one it, aspect at the end at the the end of the film that I was like, okay, I like that. You should have had this train of thought for the entire film. But it was it, it was just a, it's a cookie cutter. It's it, it is Winter Soldier two without the Winter Soldier and without Captain America. It is which a is a big problem hun- for me. It is exactly <laughs> it is a, arguably the best the best reasons to watch Winter Soldier. Yeah, <laughs> but like Winter like it is when you look at it on paper, it is act wise Winter Soldier. Hundred percent. We we are introduced to to the masked villain, uh, which is Taskmaster. Which I told Lauren from the get go, like the, a a it's a female, right? Uh, yeah. And she's like, and she's like, w- w- I was like, the, the her her mannerisms, the way she's moving on the bridge, it's a female. And my wife's like, I mean, this might be a little bit spoilery, which we'll we'll we're gonna do a brief spoiler. <laughs> brief spoiler uh, conversation but it you know it, it looks like a woman and then there's other scenes where it's moving and i was like all right you know he looks like a man now but um yeah so i it, you will get a payoff to it but I, i'd be remiss if i didn't say two comic book fans reviewing this movie what an absolute disservice to one of my favorite marvel villains yep. Taskmaster. that's that is a I giant negative for me in this film love the character of taskmaster first off he's a mutant who has the ability to copy anybody's moves i i'm okay with them not being ready to introduce mutants in this movie and making it like a a a cpu in the back of their head that could download this stuff from security footage and shit like that that's fine i don't really care how the powers are there but they come by making it a mute character who just kind of you know shows up at these opportunistic moments to fight the main the, the main hero and then disappears again until they're needed for plot progression 
it really bothered me because Taskmaster, he is a mercenary. He's a mercenary for hire. Oftentimes, him and Deadpool come to blows because they are taking on the same job. Picture the Mandalorian and IG-11 going after the child at the mm-hmm. same time in the Mandalorian series. That is essentially what Deadpool is always doing with Taskmaster. Um, but Taskmaster is an infinitely scary villain if you are a hero taking him on one at a time, one-on-one, because he will mirror every single one of your moves, and he also will throw moves at you that you're not prepared to take. He's essentially the entire event rolled into one which is how he was premiered he he uses the sword that he learned uh by watching by 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 watching uh the black knight he uses the shield that he learned by watching captain america bows and arrows just like just like hawkeye Uh, you know he's able to do everything that 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 character can do and god forbid that he goes up against someone like spider-man because now he can do all the same flips and stuff that spider-man can do based on the muscle memory that he gains by watching it they they added that element to the character here but they failed to make them feel threatening at all exactly and and the, the whole thing as well like and, and we can talk a lot about taskmaster as well but it's just like you've like, russia is a superpower in the mcu series well, in, the, in, in, in the mcu universe because you've got taskmaster who's obviously tied to the red room and russia you have the winter soldier who's obviously you know tied to hydra and russia and then you and have russia Red Guard. <laughs> like, how is there not a fucking... There's there's no even, like, little tiny mention or whatever like that as well. Like, surely there's got to be a point where Red Guard... When Red Guard and, and Taskmaster do fight in this film, where he's like, oh, not you again, or something like that. But how do we not have the Ruski Avengers by now? <laughs> it's... Yeah. But it's just... The, the character and how they portrayed Taskmaster in this film was a massive, massive sort of slap in the face because Taskmaster is the Marvel's version of Deathstroke. He is mercenary yeah. for hire. He learns as he fights. He's, inc- he's, not a, he's not the Joker to Batman or Lex Luthor to Superman. He is a villain to or anti-hero to the entire world of Marvel. He appears in absolutely anything if he's hired to do it. And yeah, if you're an expert sniper, guess what? Now Taskmaster is too because he watched you. It's and, and like it's he he would be a character that could link and daisy chain into so many movies or TV shows. If they bring Daredevil on board, Taskmaster could be involved at some point. If they bring you know fucking Spider Man on board, Taskmaster's in there. Like you've got the opportunity to have this character, and it's not even necessarily needs to be an, like a deliberate actor. Like you don't need to have you know Mark Strong or something like that because it's a suit and it's a dude in armor, so you can just have. Any co- any stunt guy just rock up and be. In I these should movies. Be, I should say that like at least with the outfit, I'm, I was fine with the way the outfit. Oh, the, looked. the, the I outfit think looked. The outfit looked fine. Yeah, I was. I was. I was fine. I think. I, I think that's that. That's par for modern Marvel and the way Marvel looks these days and stuff like that. I think. I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, but duty. I think. Uh, we, we've talked as much as we can without spoiling uh, too much. So before we move on, uh, do you have a do you have a grade? However you grade it, like what? How would you grade this movie? <sighs> Like, I know you guys usually do we, out of we, 100, we do, right? We, we do it out of 10, and I give it a 5. Um, okay, so a 5 is pretty much a D. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, a, it's a D. It's I, I enjoyed Florence Or at least Pleur. like a C minus, probably. Yeah. Be. I enjoyed Florence Pleur. I enjoyed Red Guard. Uh, <laughs> Florence Pleur. And that's that's really it, man. Like, the, 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 the first time you see Taskmaster fight Black Widow, I'm like, I'm sitting there going, I, I turned to my wife and said... Um, Dude, I would love to see Taskmaster take on uh, Winter Soldier. Like, 
it would be yes. and it would be insane because you know if, if while watching this i was like this is the villain that they should have added into into uh in, into the into the falcon winter soldier series oh like, yeah this, this should have been the bad guy for falcon and winter soldier like taskmaster sure. is a big deal and having both falcon and winter soldier team up to take down taskmaster would have been sweet instead of don't get me wrong u.s agent was a cool idea and stuff like that but i don't know they i think they just they really bums rushed this movie they they didn't use any learning stepping stones from from like wonder woman why wonder woman was such a great solo uh, female, right. you know, female empowerment. I do think film. that this movie, this movie's reactionary to yeah. to fan requests and to and to things that uh, of success that they've had. Like Captain Marvel was successful, despite the fact that I think that that's one of the worst MCU movies as well. I, I still like the character and I still like what they built there, but it's in response to to the fact that people have always said that Marvel was not inclusionary enough. It wasn't focusing on the female characters enough. It wasn't doing this enough, and and, and that's why this got made. And it, that, that's not why you need to make a movie. Do I think that we should have had a Black Widow movie years ago? 100%. Oh, yeah. Is is this what they would have made years ago? Maybe. But I think it would have been better if, if this was in Phase 3. I think it would have been a far better movie. I was going to say as well, like, the, the the releasing schedule of this movie is the stupidest thing I think Marvel has done because releasing it after we know the character dies and all that sort of stuff the 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 and we can get into it once we go into full spoilers but the end credits would have been more enthralling if they even if they kept it the same but you would have you would have been glued to the screen anything Marvel did post you know if they released it normally. oh yeah but also you, oh, yeah. you could have had the an awesome moment because Redguard constantly talks about you know how he is the Russian Captain America and how he's better than Captain America if Red Guard was at the end game fight fighting alongside Captain America, imagine the witty remarks he'd have. Like it'd be fucking the, the, great. The gleeful joy he'd have just it, being there. Exactly right. <laughs> Put him alongside Captain America. Put him alongside Drax. Like he would fit in perfectly. Avengers assemble. <laughs> assemble. It's it's my line. And it's like, no, that's fine. You go ahead. <laughs> you say it. That's I've been fine. waiting for this day for so long. <laughs> and then he's like and then he's got to find A and he's like, Ugh. But like it it would have been awesome. I'm giving Black Widow a B minus. Um I, I if for a Marvel movie that's that's very low for me. Very low. I, I still think it's good action. I still think it's true to the character. I like how they tie it into the character's backstory and everything like that. I like that they give us some payoffs for this character's backstory. I don't think it advanced the character at all for me, and I don't think that I don't think it it, it, it delivered anything that was meaningful to the universe at all, other than giving us Florence Pugh's character, who will more likely be some version of the black widow going forward um which i i liked her in it too i thought it was great i thought she was a great foil to her quote-unquote big sister and i think with that duty we got to get into uh, a brief like little spoiler segment spoiler warning spoiler warning spoiler warning all right so spoiler warning's been played uh, I love Florence Pugh just being like, why are you always posing? You pose. You you, you pose. <laughs> I love when she's in, she's in the gas station flipping her hair <laughs> with her arm all bandaged up, just flipping her hair. And she's just like, you do that, you know? <laughs> and she does she does it at the end of the film as she comes out of like a, a roof Damn event it. or whatever. She goes, Damn it. Damn it. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought Su- she was- Big superhero landing, everybody. Big superhero <laughs> landing. It's murder on the knees. <laughs> I, I I think she was I think she was she was pretty funny. I I really enjoyed. There's one scene where you know they they were you know the family's reunited at Rachel Weiss's pig farm, and um, yes. and you know Florence Pugh has 
for lack of a better term, a, a tantrum and locks herself in a room and Redguard goes in there and he just starts talking. She's like, I don't want to hear it. And she's like, well, don't hear it. You know, don't talk, just listen. And he's talking and all that sort of stuff like that. And it's meant to be this sappy moment and stuff like that. But I'm sitting there going, this is showing that Florence Pugh, or however you want to pronounce her surname, has... Pugh. Pugh. Has... She is more emotional as a character because Black Widow is not, I wouldn't say is very emotional. She has emotional scenes, but I wouldn't say is overly an emotional character. Um, she has one or two emotional scenes. Yeah. <sighs> and it's showing that, you know, David Harbour, even if he's in a, depending on whatever you think of this movie, look at Hellboy, even if he's in a movie like Hellboy, he still finds a way to get the audience entertained, laughing, interacting, whatever I, it might be. I think Black Widow arguably has one of the best mic drop moments in all the MCU at the end of Winter Soldier after she releases all the Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. files where she's like, come at me, you know where to find me, and just like gets up and walks away from the from the fucking UN and her World Security Council, she just walks away, and I was just like, oh shit, that's awesome. But she also, obviously, the greatest emotional moment she ever has is is, is her relationship with Jeremy Renner and, and, and those two fighting and stuff like that. Which brings us to the to the post credit scene of of Florence Pugh's character uh, Yelena visiting Natasha's grave. She's got the dog that she's always wanted, which I thought was adorable. And she called it uh, Fanny as well, which is one Fanny, of her Fanny uh, Longbottom. Yeah, <laughs> which I I, I, thought, I thought that was a nice callback. Uh, but she's visiting the grave, and what's her name? Uh, Valentina uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Elaine Venice. <laughs> Whatever her fucking. Yeah, Elaine. Right, it's 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 uh it, it's it's Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> she's no, she she's there, and I I like I like that she's there because it's like like I said when we were watching the Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, she is clearly putting together either a version of a Dark Avengers, but I think it's more likely that she's putting together uh Thunderbolts. Yeah, and and it's one of those things as well. Like if you like. The the way that Marvel's gone about it is like if you don't want to watch One Division, you don't have to watch One Division. You'll be able to understand what's going on when you know the next movie comes out because some people right. won't have the time to watch the TV series as well as watch the movies and all that sort of stuff like that. But if you watch the end of this movie and you didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're gonna go, "What the hell is Elaine Bennis doing here?" It's very true. It's very true, and 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 it makes me realize why they released things the way they did, where they knew that this had to come out after Falcon Winter Soldier. But it's but it's weird because previously I believe that this was set to premiere last year before Falcon and Winter Soldier ever would have come out. Yes it was. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in April right. of last year. Which yeah. means e- even you and I would have been a little confused about who the fuck she was. Yeah, that's true, but then like if you didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier and you just watched whatever the the next movie would be, what? Shang-Chi, then you'd be like, "What? Is Elaine Bennis going to rock up in that one too saying, you know, we're assembling a team?" Hey man, at least Shang-Chi is bringing back uh, abomination abomination fighting uh wong so that'll be interesting yeah they got some interesting fight clubs over there in uh in madripoor uh but the the thing that i was talking about when i said it was a really great callback to to uh black widow's negotiation style um when she's when she's essentially not not negotiating interrogation style when she's interrogating drakov um and 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 you know she's basically playing it off like he has the upper hand on her just like she was doing in the Avengers, you know, I, I did absolutely love that scene. Like I, I, I did tell my wife, I was like, she's not, she's not on a back foot here. Like yeah. she's, she's in, she's in control. The, the MacGuffin of the, the bad guy, I, he wasn't memorable. So I'm just calling him the bad guy. Um, 
in regards to he has pheromones so no Black Widow can hurt him. That is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Yeah, pheromones, if you're close enough and stuff like that, fine, you can't shoot, you can't hit him, whatever. Take a couple of steps back so you can't smell him. <laughs> right. right? You can't smell him. Right. So it's like I, you, it, you don't it, need it's... to break your nose. <laughs> you could be sitting there like three it. k's away with a sniper rifle, you won't smell I, him. I get what you're saying. But I still like that. I still oh, was, dug that it. was I that was a good was cool. scene where she deliberately wants to get punched in the face to sort of get her nose. But I'm broken. sorry, with shield helicarriers flying all around the world and stuff like that, we never noticed that the red room was just hovering above St. Petersburg. Oh, as well inside as, of a um, cloud. Uh, fuck. Um, yeah. So this entire movie is Winter Soldier because we get introduced to Taskmaster and she take when she's trying to go after the Vals. Oh yeah, Taskmaster is the bad guy's daughter. We all saw that coming. And it's very Winter Soldier in regards to getting the shit kicked out of them, run sort of event. And then yeah. we have, uh, we find out that Taskmaster isn't actually who Taskmaster should be, but it's the oh, bad guy's daughter. Tas- Taskmaster showing up on the bridge was Winter Soldier walking down the streets of Washington, D.C. Oh, uh, don't worry. There's more. <laughs> there's, but, but wait, there's more. Um <laughs> So we have the, the, the chase scene in Budapest where uh, Black Widow yes. and Florence are inside a stolen BMW um, and the APC comes out of nowhere and Taskmaster's inside and fires an arrow, flips it, it explodes and they get out and they run away. Now, they did the exact same thing in Winter Soldier with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Winter Soldier firing the magnet gun. Now, we knew as the audience that Nick Fury was in a shield truck. It was armoured, it had repulsors, it had... Basically, a Jarvis inside of it. It had guns everywhere, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was a reinforced this BMW. Truck. Yeah. While BMWs have a lot of bells and whistles, yes, they don't quite well, have all that. Exactly. So, <laughs> their car flips and then slides into a subway on its roof and crashes, and they just get out fine. Where, like, Samuel L. Jackson had a broken arm, and he, like, got out with his little lightsaber everything. Like, I know. It's, it's, and there's that. And And being someone who works with vehicles day in, day out, I work with vehicle accidents day in and day out, investigating them. When a car flips over on its roof, usually not survivors. (laughs) And then you then find out that the Taskmaster is the dude's daughter because she feels bad about it. And then she has this whole, I'm not going to leave you here. I'm going to save you, you know, moment and all that sort of stuff like that. Which exactly is what Steve does with. With Winter Soldier, even the location is the same, a floating fortress. Except we fortress. don't have the friendship angle. We don't have the friendship angle either. Exactly. No. This this entire movie is the Winter Soldier two, but bad. It is. It is. It is. They watched the Winter Soldier. They. It's what Arrow did for season three. Going, we'll cross out Batman. And we'll are you put saying in- that this is Winter Soldier two? Black Widow Boogaloo. <laughs> 100% that's what I'm saying this is like for those of you who watched the CW Arrow series season 3 was when it got real bad because they literally got a Batman book crossed out the word Batman and put Green Arrow they got the script yes. for Winter Soldier crossed out Captain America and put Black Widow put Black Widow it's 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 exactly how how uh, how Die Hard with a Vengeance Die Hard 3 was essentially a script for for Lethal Weapon it's it's it, they just crossed out the name and put put something different on it and reworked the characters' names and they're like there you go. Uh, so one of the things that like bothered me when I was talking about when the red room was crashing, like mm-hmm. it, there is Rachel Weisz's character and Red Guardian David Harbor on this plane that's crashing. I don't recall them correcting that plane. I don't recall them flying out of there and landing or anything like that. They were in a free fall. That plane was like crashing. I believe even one of the oh the the, the tail was blown off. Yes, it was. So the, yes. So the, 
so they were rudderless and and then at the end they're both just down on the ground and i was like oh, okay yeah everything's fine don't worry about them they're, they're saved oh, okay. by the other group of i might have missed a blip here or there but like i guess maybe but i was just like okay so they're just there i mean i i like why was there no sacrifice in this movie whatsoever no one does like, i f- yeah, I felt like Black Widow sacrificing herself might have come at the at the cost of like maybe maybe she watched one of these people sacrifice themselves and stuff like that, and she understands like now like a greater good and stuff like that and self preservation and maybe 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 that all isn't as important as this family is because that's the whole point of this movie was that this family teaches her to love her Avengers family more and try to fix what's broken with it, um, but. It, you know, I without without one of these characters being sacrificed in the end, I was just like, so where are they going to go now, right? Like, what like what good does Red Guardian do us in the Marvel universe? What good does does two other Black Widows and an army of Black Widows? Not what yet. good does that do to us? Nothing. And and it's they nothing. they save Taskmaster, and you know she's going to be a hero at some point of or something. Cause well, I mean, presumably they also saved Ghost from from Ant Man too, and they've done nothing with that character either. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I'm this movie is not good. Uh, that that that's I, that's why I don't think it's good because nothing happens in it. That's what makes me think that they're setting up some sort of Thunderbolts thing, where where where, where Florence Pugh and and possibly the Winter Soldier, you know, possibly um, some 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 other characters that we've gotten are all rife for being part of the Thunderbolts, even the Abomination, um, possibly possibly Agent Ross, the Red Hulk. Um, you know, oh, I'm sorry, uh, General Ross, Red Hulk. And, you know, I, there's it, it seems like they are setting that up. And it's uh, we obviously U.S. agent could be could be in that, too. He's been in the Thunderbolts. He's been part of the West Coast Avengers, like an Avengers B team. You know, I, I, I think that and all these people that they are that they are these villains that they are, sa- quote unquote, saving for like a greater good later on. It kind of seems like they're all people that have read on their ledger, um, just to you know steal a line for Black Widow, uh, and I, that's the only reason I could think of why we would have characters like Ghost from Ant Man Two and uh, this uh, this character of Taskmaster going on and staying on because we're eventually going to get a payoff for it in some sort of Thunderbolts. Even Red Guardian could go on there. But I, I think if you have Red Guardian, then you have no need for a U.S. agent. Uh, but, Duty, I wanted to pick your brain real quick before yes. we get out of here. Red Guardian, throughout the movie, keeps talking about the time in 1984 when he fought Captain America. It's just, I reckon it's Josiah from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was wondering that. Yeah. Is it Josiah? But Josiah seemed to have already been imprisoned at that point and 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 shunned away by the u.s government so was oh, it was, he was it part josiah? of the cuban missile crisis or something wasn't he josiah right which was in 1961 or 62 yeah well then maybe then maybe i don't i think he's just making it up then or I was wondering, like, do you think possibly that this is taking place in that alternate timeline that was created by Steve Rogers when he went back in time to live out his days with Peggy Carter? Like, you know, when he went back to do the nasty and the pasty, uh, you know, because his wife, Peggy Carter, was the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it is possible that there could be a Ruski threat, you know, from the Red Guardian at some point in 1984 that may have caused Peggy to kind of get Steve out of retirement. Um, you know, he may 
may not have been quote unquote Captain America, but um, you know, he he it may have been revealed to Alexi that he was. You know, I'm I'm not sure. You know, or uh, I, I was just wondering, was there? Oh, do you think we'll find out that there was other super soldiers that weren't quite Steve Rogers' formula that that had been created throughout the time that maybe donned the 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 Captain America outfit because we we know that at least in the comics we've had Roscoe we've had uh, several other people who have picked up the the mantle of Captain America at times when either a Captain America was frozen in ice or b when Captain America walked away from from the shield and was nomad we've had several characters pick up pick it up i wonder if like they're going to sow some seeds for that there was another captain america in there at some point and it feels like it feels like the reagan 80s would be a perfect time for them to bring a captain america back yeah i i, I don't know man i i honestly like at first just thought it was he was talking about josiah i'm like if that's the case that'd be fucking sweet but um yeah, if, I think yeah, Jos- Josiah was Cuban Missile Cross, so I reckon he could have just been fucking making it up then, because he that's, he, he, that's, he, he does go. Oh, you, do you mean? Do you think I'm lying? And then he breaks the dude's wrist. So I'm just like, mm. right. He said that, but then later on, when it's when no boastfulness, no no anything else, he is with Black Widow, and he says, "Did does he talk about me? Does he ask Ooh. about me? I don't know. Maybe so they like, maybe they went to soldiers and they took him out of the ice and then refroze him." And refrozen him, yeah. I don't that that that's what I don't know. Like I don't know whether he's and it's very easy for Marvel to like later on be like, all right, this was a little one of those threads that we put out there and we're not gonna pick it up, we're not doing anything with it. Yeah, you know, Alexi was lying. He was lying. Yeah. Um it, he never fought him in nineteen eighty four. Or they pick it up and we find out that there's been another Captain America the whole time. It could be uh Dum Dum Dugan. Dum Dum Dugan. Uh he drank the infinity formula just like uh just like uh Nick Fury did back in the day. So that's why Nick Fury never aged from the 1960s all the way up. <laughs> that's, but, why, that's why Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos could exist in World War II and he could still be running Avengers uh, fucking uh, ops in 2004 from a helicarrier without aging a day. Well, and I, then they decided that, you know, it's it's Nick it's Nick Fury Jr. Uh, and that's why he's black now. Also with an eye patch, though. <laughs> Yeah, because it was uh, the Ultimate series, I think, that bought um, the because they used they used uh, actors as references. For Sam the Jackson series, yeah. got the job as Nick Fury because Bagley drew um, Nick his Furious. Nick Fury, which premiered in Spider Man Ultimate Spider Man first, which was Brian Michael Bendis's story, uh, drew him to look like Samuel Jackson. Yeah, purposefully. Yeah. I've got which I've is got, how Samuel Jackson got asked. To I've got be part uh, of it. one for you. If Taskmaster was actually anthony tony masters in this movie which is if you ask me is what should have fucking happened who would you cast yeah. as tony masters as a reoccurring character oh um it's tough you know what uh i'm gonna go with the first name that just came into my head boyd holdbrook boyd holdbrook fuck i can't remember what he looks like oh the dude from logan yeah yeah the dude from logan yeah yeah boyd holdbrook i like boyd holbrook um uh, uh other than uh predators the movie that he made or the predator uh, uh an awful God, movie yes yeah or Predator, whatever it was, whichever one he was in, uh, it was awful. But everything else he's been, I've I've liked him in. But I I, I like Boyd Holbrook, so I think I, I think I might have cast him as as Taskmaster. He's young enough that he could stick around in the MCU for a while without having to worry about him going anywhere. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a shame, man. I I I, I watch this and I'm like. I feel like you guys aren't reading the comics anymore to make your stories. You're just going off and doing your own thing. And that's fine. But when you go off and do your own thing, make it better in the comics. And and, and if you're going to change my character, make them better. 
in some way or make them different in some way. I understand you made them different, but I don't think you improved them at all. I don't think you did anything for Taskmaster by making it Drakov's daughter. Yeah, like, I, I thought that was just, it was a whole fucking floor exploded and Drakov looks fine and her daughter looks fucked. Like, I'm just sitting there going. It's almost like they're like, look, we got all these villains that like we haven't used yet. So like, I don't know, just pick one. Yeah, Taskmaster was a fantastic villain to use, don't get me wrong, but... Like, you could have done the Swordmaster, right? Like, he's the guy that trained Hawkeye. You could have done fucking anyone. (laughs) You could have done anyone. Taskmaster could have been a reoccurring villain that appears in fuckloads of these movies, and you just, you turned him into a hero at the end of the film. Taskmaster could have been the new Crossbones. Exactly right. And and they don't even like this movie also completely forgets the red mist that is used to like break the mind control that comes from. Oh, the I'm red sorry. Room. Am I the only one who thought that that was someone weaponizing the reality gem, the I, reality stone? I thought it was. Um, they literally just thrown fucking Scarlet, which is abilities, in a glass jar. Because I'm like, their eyes turn red. They lose. They're, they're like they're not mind controlled anymore. And we see in the second Avengers film right. that it, she's it, controlling I, people. I, I, I will admit it looked more like ethereal, like it looked very like um, very like magic based, like almost like like it was red energy, not a red mist. And then like they keep calling it like the red gas, and I was like, okay, so it's it is gas. It's not anything special. But when I first saw it, I told my wife, I was like, oh my god, that's the that that, that somehow they've weaponized the reality gem. They hit you with it, and it and it unblocks. It brings you back to reality somehow. That's what I originally thought, because that's how it looked. It looked exactly like the reality gem in Thor Dark World. The ether, yeah. The ether, <laughs> first, is not a stone. Someone's called it a stone before. Um, it's more of a kind of an angry sludge sort of thing. So someone's going to need to amend that and stop saying that. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, I felt like you could have gone so far with that. You could have been like, yeah, we, you know, because Hydra... Russians, not that far of a stretch. So you could have been like, yeah, while they had her and were experimenting on her, or when she was with um, Von Strucker, it's like, yeah, well, we took some fucking vials of her shit, and now we use it for the Red Room. Like, it's a it's a one off line that reconnects what's the events that's happening in this film to to Black Widow and you know the further MCU rather than just it's Red Mist. So while still enjoyable for me, <laughs> it, it, I, I still think that. There were a lot of missed opportunities that really could have taken this into a different direction that really made MCU fans excited to watch this. I, I'm, I'm not telling anybody to watch this movie, to like go on Disney Plus and pay the $30. I'm not telling anyone to go to the theaters to watch it. You're perfectly fine waiting 90 days for this to be on Disney Plus for you to watch. There won't be another Marvel movie before then. Uh, I don't think Shang-Chi is coming out until the end of summer. So you're fine. You're fine to wait. You're fine to wait. I don't think that this movie will have any bearing on Shang-Chi whatsoever. Yeah. Because Shang-Chi's actually advancing a Marvel storyline. <laughs> I, I hope so. I fucking hope so. Because I know that that is taking place while it is after Endgame. It is dealing with the Ten Rings, which is going all the way back to Phase 1, just like so much of this movie did. So. Well, it comes out the first of September, so it's it's not too far away. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think you can skip this one. But uh, that's gonna do it for Super Movie Bros this week. I want to thank all of you for listening. If there, we said anything during this episode that you would like to comment on, you can reach out to me on my social media. You can catch me on Twitter at Super Movie Pod or on Instagram SMB Dave on there. 
Duty, where can everybody find you and all the great shit that you do? Where can they be your number 805 followers? <laughs> um, there is a YouTube channel called Duty, D-U-D-I. Uh, it's out on YouTube. The logo is Piccolo and Tien from Dragon Ball Z merged into one. Um, and uh, I review video games. I do some Let's Plays and stuff like that there as well. Um, I have just started up a Twitch account as well. So if you want to jump on board, me and Dave did like four and a half hours of Rainbow Six Siege a couple of weeks Occasionally ago. Occasionally you can watch <clears> me <throat> getting killed in Siege on Duty Stream or killed by a teammate, which really pissed me off, which was which made your video. It was in there. I was like, what, was, what, yeah. what, 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 what did I do? Did I not put my armor pack down fast enough for you? You fucked hard. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Uh, so where can I follow you on the Twitch? Uh, on the Twitch, uh, you can find all the links. The, if you go on to Dame underscore Duty underscore Dench, it's like Dame Judy Dench, but it's Duty instead. Um, of course, I am the host and creator of Shaken Not Nerd and Shaken Not Noobs podcast. And I'll be putting links to uh, Shaken Not Nerd, Duty's podcast, as well as his YouTube page in the description of this episode. Uh, I'll also put links in there for Dylan's show, The Beard Brothers. So I'll make sure that you guys have links to that as well uh, in the description if you want to check out more of their content. And then, of course, we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network. So make sure you head over to ageofradio.org. There you can check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network. And uh, you can go onto our homepage under shows and check out all the episodes that we have available over there. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. week's trailer park god it's so hard to do <laughs> like a death metal throw band the cream it rises to the top <laughs> that's a good I motto got, man i appreciate I that you, about you man i got you for three minutes of playtime. <laughs> fucking love macho man second favorite wrestler next to Mr. Rowdy Rowdy Peeper. Oh, I thought you were saying Mr. Perfect. I was like, what? That's a, uh, no. That's a weird Round, one. <laughs> Rowdy Piper. 100% best heel ever. Throws out yep. the fucking best interviews, the best fucking promos. And uh, he's he's kind of the only wrestler to wear blackface and not be hated for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's been stricken from uh, all They, all they took it off everything. Yeah. I know. It was only half blackface. But it's still blackface, bro. It's still, it's still blackface. blackface. He's Rowdy Piper. Even if if he was if he was alive today, Rowdy Piper would still go blackface and be like, would, yeah, "I don't fucking care." Fucking, he would not apologize for that shit. My uh, my favorite robot chicken sketch uh, is is uh, Hogan's Heroes. 
where where it's all the eighties wrestlers and stuff like that. And it's the dumbest joke, but it gets the biggest laugh from me. Where it's like, Rowdy, use your stealth to take out the guard. And he walks over, he goes, Hey, hey, you fucking Nazi. It <laughs> 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 just punches him in the head and Pyle drives him into the ground. <laughs> Rowdy, uh, use your stealth, you fucking Nazi. <laughs> it fucking cracks me up every time. Because <laughs> it was actually Rowdy Piper's voice. He was still alive at the uh, time to record it. So uh, it was even peace. better. Life's a bitch, and she's in heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Pull up the nudes. Definitely sounded like you said pull up the nudes. That's exactly what I heard. Those two. Yeah. <laughs> those two. Those two. He's going to leak those on the Patreon. 